0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Just real quietly, just in a whisper there by the bed, I said, all right, Lord, all right. Now, I let him die on one condition and one condition alone. Now, I was exercising authority I didn't know I had, you see. I let him die on one condition and one condition alone, and that is you bring him out of this death and let him leave a good testimony. And then I let him go. Now my wife was his only girl and his baby and then I married and she's my baby, you see. And I knew she'd take it quite hard.
1: Welcome to Rama for today. Kennethy e. Hagan continues his teaching on the believers' authority. more next on Rama for Today radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. right now. Let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message.
0: Now, here's what I started to tell you. When he came back to church after it's all over, and incidentally, one th- among one thing, the doctor said to me, he said, the next to him, his left elbow and he was left-handed, wrote all of his reports of how much oil these wells pump, twelve wells. You know, pump it into big uh, tanks, tanks. You see, he keep a, you know, measure, keep a record, right with his left hand because he's left-handed. And so the doctor said his left elbow is just shattered into a thousand pieces just splinters and there's nothing to do about it It'll always be stiff and we didn't know whether he wanted his arm out that way stiff or whether it'd be like so we fixed they just wrapped it up that way where you see he could work his shoulder you know, don't have some movement here but he used that elbow and they paid him $2,500 for the use the insurance company did for the loss of the use of his left elbow or left arm and him standing there showing him see I can use that And they said, yes, but we go by the doctor's report and the doctor said you can't. <laughs> now, what's strange here is, here is a continual, continuous miracle. It's not a healing, it's just a miracle that continues, you see, because the x-rays still showed after these many months, the x-rays still showed that his elbow was, was just splintered into a thousand splinters, and yet there he is working it, right in front of him. And I know they paid him $2,500 for the loss of the use of his arm. He come and asked me, "Should I accept it?" I know God. You I showed that. I said, "Well," they said, "Pay it." So go ahead and take it. They go by the reports, and he still worked for the oil company and wrote out his reports with that left arm. Amen. Didn't work. But anyway, he got up and thanked the people for his prayer. Now I never told a living person. Not, 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 I don't know why? I just didn't think about it. Never even mentioned to my wife how I prayed. And so he said, uh, he thanked the people for the prayers, and then he said, "Don't ever feel sorry for people who die who are Christians." He said, the only thing I remember, I was falling. I don't ever remember hitting down in this machinery. He said, I fell off out here in the tower down in the machinery, you see. In, in, actually, in the engine house. And he said, I, I don't remember hitting, you see. And I don't remember these days as I was unconscious. He said, I came to an hospital, and after I came to, I never did hurt, I never did have any pain. Just felt all right. But he said, the only thing, while I was unconscious, I evidently died and went up to heaven. Because, he said, I heard the angels sing. I saw the angelic choir, I heard them sing. Such singing you never heard. I saw the saints robed in white. I saw Jesus. And he came to me. And I was just about to fall down before him and tell him how much I loved him, how much I appreciated him. And he said, Jesus said to me, you'll have to go back. <laughs> and he said, I said, Lord I don't want to go back. And he said, the Lord Jesus said to him, you'll have to go back. And he said, Lord I don't want to go back. He said, you don't want to go back. I'll tell you the truth about it. You know your loved ones, he said, that's gone. They don't want to come back. They wouldn't come back if they had a choice. He said, you don't feel that way because you're not seeing what they're seeing. Amen. And he said, I didn't want to go back. And the third time the Lord said to me, you'll have to go back to the earth. This time, before he just said you'll have to go back. The third time he said, you'll have to go back to the earth. And I said, I don't want to go back. He said, the Lord said, well, you'll have to. Now he said, here's what Jesus said. He didn't know it because I hadn't hadn't told a living soul how I prayed or what I said. He said, you'll have to go back to the earth. Brother Hagin won't let you come. (laughs) He said, Jesus turned and pull what looked like a curtain just pull this curtain back with his hand and when he did he said I heard Brother Hagin say now he is in there unconscious in a coma you see on that bed in shock it had to be in the spirit then that he heard it he said I heard Brother Hagin say Lord I'm not going to let him die I didn't tell him I said that how do you know I said that I'd said it he said when he pulled this curtain back, I heard Brother Hagin say, Lord, I'm not going to let him die. And said he said, see, he won't let you come. Next thing I knew, he said, I woke up in the hospital and I was all right. <laughs> now, we never, I never thought much about that. You think about that for a little while. You see, I never thought a whole lot about it. I knew we had the experience. We rejoiced in it. I don't really know how come me to get that plane with the Lord. I'm sure the Spirit of God was leading me into it. But now, wait a minute. There's, there's some authority. He said, Brother Hagin won't let you. Well, after all, he is in my church, you see. I am his shepherd and his pastor. I do have a little authority here. Amen. Twelve years of pastoral work, my wife and I never did bury one church member. We had 80-some-odd-year-old people healed of terminal cancer. They tried to get me to just let them go on dying. I said, no, let Jesus heal you and then die if you want to. (laughs) But don't die like this. Don't die like this. Well, I remember then, you know, I, I, uh, I thought about that a little bit and tried to do a little research on it and couldn't find anything on the subject. And so, you know, in my limited knowledge of the Bible, and so uh, a little while later, about three years later, then my father-in-law lay in the hospital and at the point of death. And uh, I was standing by his bed. Now, he's unconscious. Actually, the doctor, one of the doctors, the third one, or one of them on the case, actually, he said to me, he said, You know, I never saw if another doctor had told me that. I wouldn't have believed him. I'd have thought he was mistaken. Oh, I forgot what you called. He's not exactly dead, not exactly alive. He said, I've never seen a person that come out of that and, and like he was just mentally alert and was all right. He said, if they do happen to regain consciousness, they're not right mentally or something because they were, they were in this state between being dead and alive, you know. But uh, I, I remember as I stood there by the bedside, I said to the Lord, I remember this was Brother Haynes, you see. I hadn't had another occasion. I hadn't really thought through on it like I have now. But I said to the Lord, Lord, I believe I'll just rebuke this death, command it to leave him. I believe I'll just command him to live and not die. And when I said that to the Lord, now we'd been praying, but you can pray and not really exercise authority. You can pray and it won't work when if you do exercise authority, it will work. Now remember our illustration of the policeman? You've been in the class, you know the policeman, there you know, he just held up his hand the traffic all stops. We saw that the day or seven when we went to lunch. Well, he don't pray that the traffic would stop. He uses his authority. It'd be useless for him to pray that that traffic would stop and this would go. <laughs> Are you following me? He uses his authority. He just holds up his hand. That traffic stops. Motion, motions these folks on. Here we go. That happened to us today. It happened to you, hasn't it? See? But he don't pray that the traffic will stop. He uses his authority that's invested in him by the city or the state or the government. Blessed be God, there's authority that's invested in us by the Lord Jesus Christ. We haven't always known that. And so I said, I believe I'll just rebuke this death. I believe I'll just command him to live and not die and the Lord said to me just as plain as you talking to me he said don't do it don't do it well I thought about it afterwards that's, that's the thing that really ticked me off and started me studying this subject I knew what the Lord said to me he said don't do it well when he said don't do it that meant I could have done it or else he wouldn't have told me not, not don't do it amen isn't that right somebody starts to sit down if there's an empty chair there and you say no don't sit there that's, that's my wife's going to sit there that's reserved for her don't do it well that means they could have sat down in that chair you wouldn't have told them not to if they could have sat down no, tell them don't amen, isn't that right? So when he said don't do it, then, then, then I, I realized later in thinking on it, you see that meant that I could. And so he said to me don't do it. You see he'll never have a better time to die than now and after all he is 70. And he said that he's got all of his finances in order and all of his uh, business in order and he's ready spiritually. There was a time that he was not ready spiritually but he's ready now. And he'll never have a better time to die than now. You leave him alone and let him die well then I found myself saying I don't know I get surprised at myself once in a while I found myself saying I don't know how come he to say it just real quietly just in a whisper there by the bed I said all right Lord all right now I'll let him die on one condition and one condition alone (laughs) now I was exercising authority I didn't know I had you see I let him die on one condition and one condition alone and that is you bring him out of this death and let him leave a good testimony and then I let him go. Now, my wife was his only girl and his baby. And then I married him. She's my baby, you see. <laughs> and I knew she'd take it quite hard. But I knew that if he could leave a good testimony, because she had asked him many months before about being ready to go, because she realized he's getting older. And he said, well, honey, I don't know whether I'm ready or not. One time I think I knew, but I don't know whether I'm not. And she was quite disturbed. You can understand that. And I knew then that it would soften the, the blow, you see, to know he's ready. I said, you bring him out of it let him leave a good testimony and I'll let him die I don't know how come he to speak that bold I remember that I did that with brother Haynes that's how come me to do it you see three years before I suppose that's the reason why I hadn't got those words out of my mouth I'm talking about exercising authority I hadn't got those words out of my mouth they like you snapped your finger he opened his eyes and looked up at me fully conscious that's what the doctor said because he was summons and he was there in about 45 30 to 45 minutes and he said to me, you know, I've never seen anything. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. if I had examined myself. You couldn't make me believe it. If some other doctor told me, I wouldn't believe it. But he was fully conscious in every way. And he said to, to me, he said, Kenneth said, I'm dying. I said, I know it, Mr. Rooker. He said, now the sooner the better. I said, I know that. He said, this is Monday afternoon. He said, you know, ever since Saturday afternoon, there's been a man right up there. He was an angel to who it was. Been a man right up there. See, when, you, when Christians die, they go up. When sinners die, they go down, hell's down, heaven's up, according to the Bible. Amen.
1: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's slimline book entitled, Casting Your Cares on the Lord Next is Kenneth Hagan's CD entitled The Prison Doors Are Open Also Kenneth Hagan's book How to Live Worry-Free And last but not least Lynette Hagan's CD Do I Really Have to Forgive All these resources are for the special price of $25 Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll-free we always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.
2: You know, hun, people, when we're out traveling, you know, or our, maybe I'm just out you may be shopping and I may be sitting out on a bench. People come yes. up and they, they know and they ask and they say, well, where can we find out about you? Where can we get material? Where can we find out about you? And so where, where can people find well, out about us? we're just kind of everywhere, aren't <laughs> we? If you go to rhema.org, you can watch Rhema Praise. You can watch our church services, our conferences. On rhema.org, you can also read the Word of Faith magazine, our daily devotions, articles, and... Then we have a RAMA USA app. Yes. So if you'll For go. iPad, iPhone, yes. Android, Google Play. That's now, right. Now, conferences, some of the conferences are, are paid, paid conferences. That's now, right. they will not be on there. No. Because it's, the people pay to get there and it's not fair. Yes. Yeah for somebody else to get it. it, it, it That's matter. Right. Uh, so I don't believe it. But other conferences like Winter Bible Seminar, Camp Meeting, other yes. things like that, they're not paid conferences. We just take up offerings and they will be on there. That's right. They will be on there. And we live stream at rhema.tv. Our services uh, on Sunday and Wednesday are live streamed. That's 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. at night on Sunday, so, yeah. 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah, 7 to 8. Hour of power, on call right. Right, and we're on Facebook Live. Uh, you can listen to Rayma for today and our radio broadcast. At Rayma.org, yeah. Yes, and we we have a Roku channel. Yeah, if you have a Roku, a lot of people have a Roku, and we have a, the Rayma USA That's right. a channel there. And it, right now, they're saying that we got about 57,500 uh, mm-hmm. subscribers, so praise yes. the Lord. And also at Rayma.org, There is a link there that will send you our online bookstore. All of our material, our CDs, DVDs, all of our books and so forth and so on that are right there. Uh, Just go to rama.org. You can find it out. You can find out about the school. You can find out about anything about it. That's right.
1: Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on the Believer's Authority. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.